You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Just had to burp there, Sid Talk, before we started. That's okay, I'm just feeling my hair. Alright, so... Uh, um, hair on my head, it's uh, really soft today. <laughs> the hair on your head. You're not feeling your pubic mush. No, my God, you're as awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's it's a Monday. Let's start us off on a nice foot. Yes, you know the show has got to get better when when it starts <laughs> with pubic bush. Correct. All right, so it's Monday, November the ninth, two thousand and nine. Uh, this is after the show number ninety five. Five shows to go till our big hundred. Awesome. Um, I thought one hundred four was the big one. Yeah, that's, it, two, it that's is. two years you're, worth. You're right. So um, we're looking at the movie this week, Orphan. This is a 2009 release and a 2009 movie at the same time. It was released on Blu-ray and DVD on Tuesday the 27th of October. Um, so just in time for Halloween, even though we went with Trick or Treat for our Halloween. And where did that get us? Mm-hmm. Um, this is, we're looking at the Blu-ray version today from Warner Brothers. So thank you to them. And you're going to tell us what the movie is all about. Well, the name kind of says it all. Orphan. You know it's not going to be like a cheery little <laughs> family comedy, I don't think. I don't know, though. It is about a young girl who is adopted by a, as we find through the story, a flawed couple who have their history and past, a troubled family. And uh, this young girl turns out to be... Um, a piece of work. A piece of work. Let's say. Yeah, you don't want to, get, you don't want to sell no. the car right away. You want to, you know. No. <laughs> so and it's that... a... Well, what's the, what's the genre? I said... I well, mean, what's the actual genre? Psychological thriller, I would say. No, not what you say. What is it? That's what it is. I think it's a horror I don't think it's horror. In fact, that was one of the things when I was watching it I was going to say in this podcast. I don't feel like it is... It's not like a straight-up horror film. It's more like a... Thriller horror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that pretty much tells you. Yeah, so... That shit's going to happen. So let me... Um, about this movie. We just watched um, a horror movie the other week. Well, some might say it's a horror movie. Trick or Treat. We just mentioned it. We both really hated it. It was a Warner release. And now, on the cover for Trick or Treat, it said that this is one of the best horror movies, not only this year, in the last 30 years. So I said to you, if it's... Alright, let's discount the last 30 years. Let's just look at 2009. And I'll look at what horror films came out this year, and we'll see whether... there were, And there wasn't very many. There was like 10 altogether that came out in 2009. So that's why I thought, well, Trick or Treat, must yeah. have, the other ones must have been really bad. In a scary genre of, of any kind of... And now genre. Orphan was on the list, right near the bottom, whereas Trick or Treat was the very top one. So I was thinking, I already didn't like Trick or Treat, and we got Orphan for review, and I was thinking... Oh, God. Oh, my God, this is like number 10, whereas Trick or Treat's number one. This is going to be terrible. How bad's it going to so be? So I went in with really low expectations to this movie. And was pleasantly surprised, because I actually really liked the whole I thing. I did do. Now, it, it's not flawless. No, no. Um, but... It's a bit heavy-handed on the uh, trying to uh, manipulate you early on into getting that tension in you. Yeah. Or, or, you know, somebody closes a door and, and they, the yeah, music boot, wells up little, like there's going to be somebody yeah. there and there isn't. So it's trying to get you on edge, which I feel like is a little bit heavy-handed. When the rest of the movie, you didn't have to build me up because it was fine without yeah. any of that. Now, what I really liked, and this is something that stuck out for me as I was watching it, is it's quite a slow-paced movie, mm-hmm. but that works in its uh, advantage. It's totally. Advantage because it's not straight to the point, and there's a lot of really... In fact, some of the best scenes in the movie are just these weird little family time scenes, like eating a meal or dialogue between the husband and wife that's kind of you know you don't need to see what ha- what's happened to them in the past it's just explained through the way they look yeah. sometimes sometimes yeah sometimes you know? that's another kind of you know 
obvious trick too is like you say one little sentence that you know like could be about anything that you go oh right so that means yeah. so that also comes off a little obvious but it is also it is better than flashbacks it's better than yeah you know i like the way it was played yeah, because there's some conversations between the husband and wife and just things they were doing that told the entire story of them. Just immediately, you went, "Okay, that's what those two are," you know. And I know we'll get to the cast, but some that all of that is down to those two people. I mean, I thought they were awesome. I really liked. Yeah, and both I of them. and I kept thinking all the way through. Um, Sid talk over there is probably rolling her eyes the entire time, thinking she hates the woman. No, and I, I'm not sure why. I just Opposite. got a feeling you didn't like her because she probably reminded you of the woman from Mallrats, who I don't like. From Meet Joe Black. Yes. I actually like and her I don't too. like yeah, and that but must I have been really it. like this woman. I kept thinking you were going to be rolling your nope, eyes, thinking you hated not. A, in fact, I liked her almost. I really liked her the whole time. Now we haven't. So that's what I like the the slow. It's a real slow build, and some people may say, "Oh, it's quite boring for a, for a portion of the film," because most of the stuff happens in the tail of it, but. What happens before it is better than what happens in the tale, I agree. in my opinion. Completely. Because it's like the on-edge part where you don't really know what's... Because while it was quite transparent, this movie, I did see some of it. Transparent was very good, yeah. I did see word. some of it. I definitely kept thinking, okay, that's an establishing thing for something. Not not quite sure what, but the reason they said that was... <laughs> right, was right. To, for, so I remember that something takes place there or... And then as soon as I saw some that... The resolution like, of that, yeah. You know, that filmmaking thing that you can't... Well, script writing, that you can't... It's just... It's kind of like the rules of writing scripts you have to establish and Plant then, a seed and then yeah, so let it grow. You can see all that. That's kind of... It's almost like that's just stuck out of the front, which some people would say is bad. Yeah. Because it's not wrote right. But for me... It, it's not wrote right. That's mm-hmm. very good ground. It's Correct. not wrote right. So, some people would say that that is bad writing, um, because it should be more, you know, less heavy-handed. I feel like it's Hollywood writing. Yeah, I do too. That that. We, we can't just dummy it all down for the people, because they're all too stupid to figure out, so we need to plant all that we need to put everything really obvious. So, whereas another film I was just thinking of, which also isn't a horror, but you could kind of class it as one, and is the total opposite, is Blindness. Do you remember that one? Yes. Now, that one was wrote in a way where nothing sticks out at you. You don't... You're just on the ride of it. Correct. And you don't know where it's going at all, ever. There's no, there's no like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then you go, oh, yeah, that's, where, that's what they're going to do. That was the opposite. So I, I'm assuming there's something... Where I think often, what well, you're right, it's in a comparti- compa- compartmentalized... Compartmentalized, yeah. Like standard kind of yeah, writing. Yeah, we don't establish this at minute number 17, the then at minute number it. 47 oh. when we have this sort of reveal or resolution the people won't have got the hint along the way. So even we, obvi- we have to be quite obvious. Yeah. But there again then there's a lot of scenes that are really well written also. So it's kind of a mix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did kind of feel at the beginning I'm getting strung along here. I kind of know what's happening. And then what I thought wasn't that. Mm. So that so that's good. Yeah. Um, it could have been just you too. <laughs> yeah, but I was... The the low expectations thing what I was just talking about. Mm. I expected to hate it. Like, I expected it to be... I, I, we actually saw the trailer for it a couple of weeks ago. When mm-hmm. we saw Trick or Treat, funnily enough. And when I saw the trailer, I also thought, I'm probably going to hate that. Interesting. Because it kind of looked... I think the trailer did it no favours, to be honest, because what it really is is kind of different. It is. And I actually mentioned it to one of my friends this week. He said to me, "What? what's the movie review this week? And I said, off, and he goes, huh, ah, made a funny noise like that. And I, I said, what does that mean? But don't tell me anything about it if you've already seen it, because I hate that. He goes, I haven't seen it, but I have read reviews. Ah. And he made the noise again. So I didn't pursue that any further. So that kind of... Well, maybe if we do any good in this world is we can cure that noise coming out. Yeah, maybe the people who make that noise can go and what Because I think we did somebody a favor. Because that person I am talking about there wasn't probably never going to watch this movie because of some reviews he read. 
maybe now we pick his interest because it and then he'll watch it and he'll hate it and he'll yeah. go what are you talking about it's a piece of shit <laughs> no I really don't think it is I actually think it's quite good in the scheme of things I do too yeah which is interesting because anyway we've not talked anything about the child who is the orphan in the movie mm-hmm. um, and she's called Esther mm-hmm. and I think she's amazing, amazing. I'm, I'm not talking about the cast I'm talking about the character Esther um like you say, she's from Russia. Mm-hmm. The child actor is not from Russia. Correct. But I bought that the kid was So you're from talking Russia. about the actress. You're not talking about the character. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> I bought that that character was from Russia. Completely. That, that girl was from Russia. And I always think to myself, you know, since I ever saw The Exorcist, any child actor who's doing something that's adult, very adult, like, because, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're not talking, this isn't a Flowers and Roses kind of movie. In fact, it is, actually, in a, in a way. Um, but I always think that's got to I mean because the kid as an actor has to get into what that means to actually portray it correct because you can't just say oh you're a bizarre you know you know in the exorcist you can't just say to Linda Blair you're possessed by the devil you have to explain what possessed by the devil and all and the things that she had to do yeah yeah yeah. so I always think that these kind of how how do kids deal with it yeah because she's, what, like a 13-year-old, the 12-year-old? She's fairly young. She's nine in the movie. Yeah, I think she's a bit older than what she was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But um, I thought she was great. And I said to you at the beginning, before anything evil kind of happened, just the introduction of the kid, um, for some reason these kind of kid movies uh, intrigue me in some way. Like, like if a kid's evil or... <laughs> Possessed by the devil, or... <laughs> Let's I, establish, first of all, that you have no children. You have no desire to have children. No, but you I... You could say that you're not a big fan you know, of You know when kids. you see a movie with, like, an adult possessed by the devil, or an adult who's... Co- like, I kind of expect it, right? You can't get the Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood um, Unforgiven Syndrome, you know. Well, they all got it coming. <laughs> we yeah. all got it coming. Yeah, if you're yeah. an adult, yeah. Like Jason's gonna whatever kill some people in the woods or whatever. <laughs> whatever happens to you, you've probably done something... Somewhere yeah. that, yeah, but but a kid is like, oh. and and yeah, and there was an extra which was explaining about kids yeah. in movies uh, who are evil and stuff, and there just is. It's like a thing where you think oh, they can't have a kid doing that. That's just like, oh, but you know, perhaps that. What are we? We're just we used to be. We're just yeah, a, you know. I mean, there's maniacs. Kids are just people. They're just humans learning about the world, and you know. But it's like a taboo. Uh, like this they said, like is a, a lesson. Don't treat your kids like shit. Correct. Basically, because they're just people and they're going to turn it around on you someday, maybe. Yeah, so... so uh, this And this one's a particularly hard one to talk about because... Yeah. Um, this movie, because you can give things away. I can like, talk about this. I really like the relationship between the couple. I felt like it was we'll done... Talk, yeah. I'm not talking about their... I'm yeah, not yeah. talking about the cast. I'm talking about the couple. The dynamic that, as you learn about their history and as a family and things and I felt like that was a good I actually felt like they were a couple yeah yeah, it seems a bit extreme but then if you think about your life and all the people that you know it's not you know bad shit happened Hmm. bad stuff I have said S-H-I-T a lot of times a lot of stuff happens in people's families and lives that are extreme and bad and hardships and illnesses and deaths and alcoholism, drug abuse, 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 all this thing does happen in the couples and people that you know around you. And I think it was done, you know, you get the, apparently they're wealthy, they got a nice big fancy house. Jane, can course, I just mention something about the big fancy house? I felt that they were living in an Ikea catalog the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Everything was absolutely pristine. Yeah. There was no lived in that house. I no, mean, it no. didn't look lived in at all. And secondly, and that's the idea. Secondly, they were also Mac salesmen. Paint the portrait of the perfect everything, and yet, you know, that's just a thin crust. And you start pecking away at it, and you're going to find out all the flaws. It's not a, it's not a new concept. And yet, I felt like it was... The big fancy house always is a clue. You know, like in any movie, they're okay, there's going to be some bad stuff going on. But I still felt like 
the way they wrote it out, and it was a slower. I mean, you get little tidbits here and there. I really liked that. I liked the slow, and and it's not the kind of movie that uh, I don't know what the running time was, um, but it's not that these kind of movies generally they move, get on quick, don't they? They go the whole idea that they adopt this girl mm-hmm. that would have been covered in any other movie in five minutes, and then the girl would be living with them. But this movie. It, they'll spend a good 20 minutes on the just mm-hmm. the kind of well the, the simplified process Cause very like, simplified because you know you don't walk into a orphanage look around the children and then five minutes later they're in the back of your car and you're saying this is your new house because that's not we know that's not yeah, right. Place. but um, they spent time at the beginning whereas they didn't you know other on other movies they could have just skipped there was the one negative of the movie as they they tried to explain through the course of it that several weeks have passed since this or that happened and then it's been a month since that or this happened. You don't... I don't... The only way I knew that was from... And I I like it to be a little more obvious, the passing of time, and yet all they do is drop a line and say, well, it's been a few weeks, but yeah, things are going well. You don't feel that at all. No, I feel like it's always the same day. Yeah, it's like a a week from the time it starts. (laughs) So that was one kind of sort of... But then again, you could could be really, you know, snooty and say, well, that's because the passage of time and... I don't think that's the case. <laughs> another, another thing I really liked about this movie, when you said the swanky house and stuff, is it was set... What, did it ever say where it was? Doesn't seem like it. Wherever it was, it was snowing all the time, right? And it was real... It, that gave the movie a certain look, mm-hmm. which I thought was really good, because, like, really bleak. And, and the scenes where they are outside, like, with the treehouse and the bridge and the, you know, mm-hmm. any cat... Any car journey in this kind of environment always seems perilous to me. Yeah, totally. Even doesn't matter what they're doing; it just seems, oh god, drive slow. You know, that's yeah, yeah. pretty. So I think that added to it. Um, there's a lot of CG snow flying around. Is there? Yeah. Did you not notice? Huh. I, can, I kind of pick up on CG snow, and I don't know why. <laughs> but the end, in particular, was CG snow. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I don't. I think good old-fashioned snow machines are better, you know? Because, I mean, well, it's not like they were in a place that it weren't snowing, but I, yeah. I'm thinking the end might have been a soundstage, probably. They right. need to find a place and just wait till it snows and then... Yeah, because it was perfectly fine in most of the movie. Um, yeah. Because they were really in a snowy place, not sure where it was. Like I said, I don't even think it was explained. And I do remember a newspaper with a headline on it. Mm. I mean, the front page of a newspaper, and it might have said Chicago or whatever, wherever it was. They were kind of, it was kind of rural, too. They lived out, and it wasn't a small... It wasn't a big city or anything. No. I have no idea. See, it was. It mustn't have been established, because we, we'd have been... Oh, yeah, that was Pennsylvania. It's timeless and placeless. But I did like the cinematography and the fact that it was snowing. I know it's an old trick to have a rainy movie or a snowy movie, just to add an atmosphere, but... I, it worked. Yeah, I think it did work. <laughs> I think it did work, yeah. Because, like, you know, there's movies like The Omen that have... Um, snow, snowy scenes and stuff that kind of the shining make it well yeah there you go yeah. it, it just adds something else doesn't it to the whole yeah. hopelessness kind of thing but um, and the cinematography I thought was actually pretty good because uh, it wasn't it wasn't kind of straight up just like how a TV show was filmed hmm. there was kind of some interesting stuff going on with the camera that was you little, might yeah. not really notice. And it wasn't as it wasn't overtly oh they put the camera there to be dramatic. It was it all just No, none of that together. like just look up at people and stuff. It was just slightly to only like to make there you There are feel a couple like, things like the one bird's eye view that signals okay, now they're vulnerable kind of thing. Because with bird's eye view when you pull up in a way it's isolating and it gives you the sense that this you know this is vulnerability because you, yeah, because it's the exposed. kind of house where there's no neighbors for miles right, around. Right, I right. assume that's how it looked. Right. I mean, there could have been a house right next to it, but <laughs> you see it as it that it's isolated. Um, but overall, uh, the movie itself for me, I think it was a success. I really liked. I did too. I, I I kept thinking that you wouldn't for some reason. <laughs> I was thinking uh, she's probably didn't like this movie. So if 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 I had trick or treat and then this one for the two horror movies we've seen recently, it's like night or day, really, isn't Did it? Did you think I was liking trick or treat? 
No, you hated that one. Did Same you think one. I was liking it while we were watching it? No, I really didn't. <laughs> Do you know when the... Um, yeah, in fact, when I was watching Trick or Treat, it was kind of funny. I kind of felt, oh, she probably likes this part, kind of. And that was the part where the guy was on the old school bus. The old kind of flashback part. Right. Because it had been so bad up to that point. I was thinking that part was kind of interesting. But then that didn't really do anything. And then, when the sexy chicks were uh, doing the werewolfy thing, I thought that you was probably going, oh my god. Because <laughs> I was thinking, oh, hot chicks, they're going to... Take the clothes off. Cool. Uh, and then when it all started, yeah, yeah. and Marilyn Manson started singing, I was like, mm-hmm. anyway. It's funny that you think of that, that we would think of each other's reactions while yeah. we're watching. I was thinking that you were probably rolling your eyes at this point. In at that point. And you were probably. Right. In my head, yeah. <laughs> around and around and around. But this one, I didn't roll my eyes at any point. No, no. Um, apart from, like I say, it's not perfect. There's definitely some writing thing where they're trying to establish things and it kind of pops up mm-hmm. pops up at you where you you just kind of sat there going mm-hmm. I don't really need that information because I know I don't need to be spoon fed right but funnily enough that only kind of happened at the beginning then they kind of left all that out but then when it when references to it popped up at the end things that they'd said I was like oh yeah okay my I, I, I got it right. Yeah, you could have left it for me and yeah. then had these comments and then have me in my mind go back through and sort out things myself. It's just that how obvious. blindness, like you said, you, you were going along there. for the ride and then you have to absorb it back. You have to think back about how things pan thing? out. Or maybe you watch it and, and then the you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Because I have watched movies a second time and picked up on things and yeah. I like that experience. Whereas this one, if you watched it a second time, Kind of useless. Yeah, yeah. Because once you've seen it, you've seen it, and yeah, it's one of those ones. Um, so Excuse let's, me, I'm yawning, but I'm not bored or anything. I'm just so let's move on to the cast. Um, I just put the three main people down. There's quite a few people in. One that I wanted to mention, but I didn't write a name. But anyway, Peter Sarsgaard as uh, John. Now, I've always liked this guy. Um, he's in quite a few things. What was he in that was really famous that we really liked? don't know but i always find him creepy and i can't help it i try not to and yet i always feel like because he was garden state right yeah but i think of him in uh flight plan was it with 28 days later guy no 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 that was the bad guy uh jodie foster flight plan that's what that was called yeah with the real posh and he's real creepy and yeah he was good in that yeah and he's been something creepy in something else but i think of him of garden state because he was his friend zach braff's friend and he acknowledges that he's a creepy, weird, you know, yeah. that, and I just always think of that. So I'm thinking through this movie, he's creeping me out, but he's not. He's just fine. I mean, I love their relationship. They did, a, they do a great job. But then there's always in the back of my mind, like, there's something swimming around there. And I feel that the way... But I like him. I really like well, him. Well, what I'm saying about him, the way he delivers uh, dialogue is pretty natural. Very natural. Even if it's, in the case of this movie not written that natural because some of it is a bit like we're telling the audience stuff yeah yeah but the way he does it and the things he's doing like there's a scene where they're just cuddling on the bed I buy the fact that they're cuddling on the bed it's not like a staged kind of sexy scene it's just like two people you know we're cuddling in the kitchen yeah that's more than cuddling (laughs) that was good though that was really good yeah you see what I mean those yeah uh, the way he delivers it and she's too they're both I mean we'll get to her but I mean yeah anyway Peter Sarsgaard maybe they're really married I don't know but I I really like him and I this just like amplified the fact that I like him I you know I you know it's not like ultra A quality grade movie yet it's made up for because of the people who are in it correct I think that makes up seriously about 80% of the quality is everybody is good yeah everybody now the lady I thought you would absolutely despise for some reason I don't know why it's just that I always thought that's the kind of actress you don't like so much no no just that one actress but anyway she reminds you of her she's called Vera Faminga and Kate she plays Kate um I, I don't know where I know her from, even. I don't either. I kept I thinking really she was in Coyote Ugly, which was obviously horrible, but I don't think that's her. Don't think so. Um, and I don't... If you said to me, what else is this lady in? I couldn't tell you. I'd never seen her. Is she new? 
Don't know, but I really liked her. Yeah, she her. was good. Really In fact, good. I liked her from the very beginning, so. Yeah. Um, you don't know me at all. We're never going to last. Some, some, <laughs> could, some, you know, when you said to me, when I said that I didn't like, that I thought you wouldn't like her, and you said, well, she's kind of like the Joe Black, the woman in Joe Black. Yeah. And I don't like her. The only similarity is she kind of looks like her a little kind bit. Of, but it's not, not the same. Doesn't act the way she acts. She's totally natural. Totally natural. I should come back over here. I'm just looking her up. Um, I feel like she's in it. I mean, she's yeah. There was totally some there. Body she... language, her everything, and she's she's not afraid to not be you know pristine, perfect makeup woman. And I'm not saying that that's valuable. I'm saying. It all works. It's there's some. I just really liked her. I mean, I remember the very first bit. I was like, oh, I really like this woman. There's something about her that reminded me not the way she looks or anything. Forget all that. But the acting of Julianne Moore, and I don't know what it was. There's something about Julianne Moore I really like. Where Julianne Moore is a beautiful woman, no doubt, right? Mm-hmm. But she's not afraid to be like vulnerable in movies, like have no makeup and act. Magnolia, for instance, acts completely distraught, right? Right. That's what I got from this woman. Because, you know, she's an attractive woman, this lady, right? And... The Departed? She's in The Departed. Yeah, I, see, I, see, I couldn't remember her. She, Breaking and Entering? Don't even know what that is. Um, The Hard Easy? The Mancunian, the Manchurian candidate. The one with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Don't remember her in it. Touching evil. Oh, there's a lot of them. She's in lots of stuff. So she's not new. Let's just say that. Yeah, she's, she's not new. She's she, in 15 minutes, which we've seen. It wasn't very good. I didn't mind 15 minutes. It was a little bit very heavy-handed. Yeah. Shoving everything down your throat, but still. Alright, so let's move on to um, the... IMDb looks different, by the way. Don't know why, it just looks different. They've laid out something different. We've got like a themed commercial thing going on as well Mm -hmm. this week. Um, Anyway, move on to the little girl who plays Isabel. uh, Little girl who plays Esther, who's called Isabel Furman. um, Who I definitely haven't seen in anything else. But, like we said earlier, she... Really good. Yeah, like, and it's a challenging role for a kid, totally. Yeah, because I mean, it's not like so... she's just Miss Creepy Kid. Not at all. Uh-uh. She has moments, but... There's moments of all kinds of things. Yes. She has to be a kid. She also has to be a kid from another country who is, has different customs and... Different accents. Uh, uh, and a look and a way about her. Yeah. Different. When, really, she's just an American kid. There's quite a lot of levels And there's to part it. of it we can't discuss. No, part of it we can't discuss, which is probably the most challenging thing. Correct. Because it's very adult. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, it's... it's she uh, was completely compelling and not overly anything. She wasn't overly creepy or... There were times when she's saying something that's meant to be really intimidating, horrible, and it is because it is... Yeah. But yet she's delivering it in a way that doesn't make you go, oh, she's a creepy hot. What I really kid. liked about her is the um, Russian accent that she does. You know, it when she does something horrible, it gets thicker. Oh, right. I, I think that was on purpose, but it kind of, it added an extra thing to her. Because there was, you know, the thing with the bird, the paintball bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When she did that, and then she said to the boy... She suddenly became more Russian, and I thought, is that a discrepancy in the accent? But no, it wasn't. I think it was like... When she gets tension She becomes in more of herself. Right, more right. of herself, exactly. not, the, not, not a you know, right. sweet little kid anymore. So I really like that. I just think the, there was layers of stuff. Um, I know that's cliche, but she seemed like she was doing layers <laughs> She's of... She's like an onion. You peel away the layer. Exactly. Somebody would probably have said that in the extras. But... Um, <laughs> The other person I wanted to mention, <clears throat> who, only for one reason, is the lady from Dexter, who was the psychiatrist. Oh yeah. She was the late. She was the lady in Dexter, and only because we watched Dexter, and yeah. I kind of liked her in Dexter. But she pretty much is the seems the same in this. Yeah. But um, anybody else? There isn't many other people in it. There's the well, the non, little kids. The nun lady. There's a little daughter who's deaf. Yeah. Not that she was really good. Yeah, and I she, did. You know, is she really a deaf kid? I don't know. Probably. Again, she could be just a really good little actress. She's really good because she did have to rely on 
just never, obviously, she did sign language, but there were times when she had to be responding to something horrible or scary, and she wasn't just, like, little... She did a really good job. She did. And the boy, too. We have to mention that. He's all right. I mean... He's just a typical teenager. Yeah. Well, not teenager. Um, preteen boy. Yeah. Um, I thought he did all right. And and the thing was, like, um, we have to mention... I don't know if we mentioned earlier that they already have two kids. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, two... Yeah. Two... A boy who's about 14, 13. No. He's, like, about 10. Oh, I was thinking he was our nephew's age easy. No, I don't think so. Because of the other boy he was hanging around mm. with when they were playing Guitar Hero. Right. But, um... And then a younger kid who's, what, five? She six? would be, yeah. Um... And yeah, they're both good. And then there's also the nun lady who I seem to recognise, but anonymous famous, anonymous yeah, famous lady. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I also feel like it's not the first time I've seen her as a nun. Probably not. No. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's uh, the cast. Um, moving on to the director, who is I'm going to really butcher this one, Jamey Collet Serra. Is that right? I don't know. And he I don't speak French. Now he directed Goal Two, which is a movie we are familiar with because we've seen the Goal movies. Um, Goal 2 wasn't that good, actually. Goal 1 was actually fairly good. In fact, we said this the other week mm-hmm. when we were talking... I'm not sure why... You, I don't remember not liking it as much. It just wasn't as good. It had really Goal bad was... CG. Do you remember, you remember yes, Goal yes. 2? It was, like, terrible. It was, like, I they were stood that. at a green screen and they were kicking the ball with Beckham and stuff and it just looked... It spoiled yeah. the movie completely for me. Oh, there was see, a, the rest of the movie wasn't bad. There was a football sequence at the end that was just like, they just stuck them on this cardboard thing. They stuck them in front of a cardboard thing and used real footage of Beckham playing ball. Like, it was just weird. Um, but anyway, I wasn't that fond of Goal 2. And he also did the Paris Hilton House of Wax, the remakes of the remake of House of Wax, which, unfortunately, I didn't see. Unfortunately? Or fortunately. <laughs> one of those two. Um, so... And Is that the I, one that I accidentally caught at work one night and I started watching it because it was like a horror thing, you know, I thought... I've oh, heard it's this. not good. Maybe it was that. But anyway, um, obviously I'm not, you know, not 100% familiar with his work, but I actually think he did a really good job in this mm-hmm. and direction actually shows in this movie. I agree. Um, in the extras, he seemed very serious about he wanted this to be a classic. Mm-hmm. That's a bit pretentious. Yeah, I thought so. A <laughs> but then, and he didn't really get to see much of his process because it wasn't that kind of a documentary. But um, I think he did a good job with this. I mean, it was, uh, I think a lot of it was down to the actual script, though. Because it is an interesting script. Not exactly what you would think it would be. I was <laughs> thinking it was going to be something else, which was interesting. Um, so then there's DVD extras. Now... Uh, I like this cover, by the way. We have to say the cover's just like a straight-up shot of the little girl's face. Mm-hmm. And it's just sinister in itself. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can't mistake that they've written the word orphan in what looks like blood, and then the girl's face is up close. And and it also says, there's something wrong with Esther. Right. Um, and it also, they make a big deal of saying that it includes the chilling alternate ending, but I would say that... Ignore that when you see that on the shelf because it's not a big deal at all. The ending to the film really is the chilling yeah. alternate ending. <laughs> I mean, the chilling ending. Um, so, you know, chilling. <laughs> chilling. Snow. Yeah. I get it. All right, so the two extras on the Blu ray, which there really is only two extras. Well, there's three if you count an extra disc that's got a digital copy, but I don't think that's an extra anymore. No. Um, okay. So you get two extras. The first one is Mama's Little Devils, Bad Seeds and Evil Children. Now, it's like a 20-minute documentary style featurette. Kind of a lot of hot air, if you ask me. Yeah. Don't watch it if you've not seen the movie. Definitely not. Because it literally gives the entire movie away. But the part, yeah, it's kind of hot air. They totally. actually they actually interview um, which is interesting I've not really seen before. Some of the top horror websites out there they just got the editors from the websites and uh, that's inter- where the hot air was coming. Interviewed from. them and they and they they talked about different horror movies throughout. Well, from the very beginning uh, of cinema until now, which had evil children in them. But it was really you know what it reminded me of you know when E do like a uh-huh. like let's 
talk about the week's stuff. I don't know what that's And those called. experts that we see on stuff talk about yeah. something. You're like, come on. It's all conjecture. So it wasn't a brilliant... Um, the best thing I liked about the documentary is we got to see the little girl actress as herself. Yeah, talking about it. And Peter Sarsgaard as himself just talking about it. He kept saying... It's a horror movie. Kept saying, kept saying that. Have they only got like three sound clips of him? Because he says the same thing. Like every he's time justifying he in his mind why he would do a movie like this when, in fact, it's quite good. Yeah, exactly. And the other, um, that that's all in high definition. The the other um, extra is in standard definition, and that's additional scenes and the chilling alternate ending. The alternate ending. Don't want to say. Anything. No. Well, I won't say what it is, but. It doesn't add anything. It'd be a worse ending, if anything. The movie wouldn't be as good with that ending. Well, you wouldn't know that. Because if you only saw that and isolated as it as the ending, you wouldn't know that Maybe. it's worse or better. Uh, and the alternate scenes, one of them is kind of like a... Funny. Funny one, where they're messing with the food at the dinner table. Which would have been actually good added in, because it gets... A family moment. You like. never got a lot of any family moments. No, they were quite sterile with each other, weren't they? If, if that's and a, that's because there was the tension and the yeah. distance and all that. But that would have been more like, you know, give us a break for a minute to like, oh, all right. And then there's a couple of other deleted scenes, but none of them are no. of of note. And then there's uh, BD Live, which is not, ex- there's not exclusive features. There's, um, you know, it's BD Live. You can go and look at trailers for other movies. Right. That's essentially what that boils down to nowadays, right? That's all BD Live ever was. It's just a way to sell. But it was a stuff. promise of something, and it turned out to be nothing. I never heard a promise. Well, the promise was, hey, this thing's going to be on Blu-ray, and it's going to. Well, in fact, there's a trailer at the beginning of uh, Orphan that plays before the movie that explains the Dark Knight, Watchmen, and do uh, you know which trailer I mean? And Three Hundred, the one that we watched at the beginning for the digital copy. No, not that one. The one mm-hmm. after it that shows you about director's commentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. The directors will be live and you'll be talking to them. Yes, now we know that stuff happens over BD Live, but that is like few and far between. Mainly, it's the, you'll, you'll see a trailer of the next movie that is right. coming out. So, Don't be tricked by BD yeah. Live. I mean, you can, connect, you can connect to BD Live, but I can't promise you anything about Orphan apart from a trailer, which you've Once just you've seen, seen the movie. It, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that is um, often. Uh, I actually recommend it. I and you know I've not seen many horror films this this year at all. Maybe that's why our standards are dropping. <laughs> well, that's not. No, I wouldn't take anything away from this movie at all. I agree. I actually think it's quite quite a high quality movie. Um, is yeah, like we said earlier, lots, it has got flaws, and you will see. It will be slightly transparent, but I think by the end of it, you will have had a good time with it. I agree. Because um, it is. Not your average story. Slightly different. Um, so, yeah, it's um, Orphan, and it's available now on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, okay. Thank you to Warner Brothers for that one. Uh, contests, you can go to the site, and you can win a copy of Funny People, which is Judd Apatow's new movie, starring Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, of course, and, uh, and uh, Judd Apatow's wife, who I really like. Are you queuing me to yawn again? Why? Apatow, Rogen. It's getting a little boring for me. Well... Like I've said to you before, <laughs> funny people. Haven't seen it, so we'll see. Which which we will be reviewing in, I think, two weeks. Um, has been described as... You know, like when they say Adam Sandler, um, and people who know about films, like me, will say Punch Drunk Love is Sandler's best movie. Well, funny people's been described as Apatow's Magnolia. Interesting, right? Mm. Like, a, like a... Like, don't expect is normal. Like, it's not just a... Well, I, and there again, Apatow's other movies. I don't think they just throw away comedies. I think they have something to say. Yeah. Even, even knocked up. I'm just not a fan of him. So, And I was a fan of Adam Sandler. And so, you know. You're not a fan of Adam Sandler? No, I was. Always. So Punch Drunk Love wasn't like, oh, now I like him. It was like, right. oh, I liked him before. And now I really like Punch Drunk Love on its own. The, the sentiment of it and the way of it better than other Adam Sandler movies. But I've not been... A Seth Rogen champion. Well, and funny, funny people. Adam Sandler's the star, so Seth mm. Rogen's just the, the co-star. So, you know, I've never seen Adam okay, Sandler just... do something that's not Adam Sandler properly, apart from Punch Drunk Love. So, I think he actually is good. I agree. I agree. You know? uh, so, yeah, that'll be in a couple of weeks, and you can try and win a copy now on our site. Now, next week's DVD uh, will probably and possibly be Bruno on Blu-ray. 
which um, is Sasha Baron Cohen's latest movie, which will probably be very uncomfortable, (laughs) wouldn't you say? I would say. Um, And we're very familiar with the character because we did watch the Ali G show, so we know who he is. Um, And movie recommendations for this week, based on, kind of based on Orphan. This is hard. Mine are, um, well, my two. My first one is Seven. Now, I know that's not a creepy kid movie, and I normally would put a creepy kid movie in there. <laughs> but Seven... I got a vibe of Seven from this in some places. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what it is, because when I think about it, probably not. But Seven's a creepy movie to me that is well-executed. Thriller. Thriller, exactly. Like I was trying to say to you at the beginning, mm-hmm. this probably isn't a horror movie, it's more of a thriller. Well, Seven's like the cream of the crop of thrillers for me. Um, it's pretty intense but you're not comparing the quality necessarily no. the execution of that movie versus this movie it wouldn't be fair to say this movie's up there no. quality wise although it is high quality there's a similar the vibe. storytelling vibe is a little more shallow in orphan than it is in seven yeah because you don't really see what's coming in you seven. could rewatch seven and pick up on stuff like we said earlier yeah whereas you wouldn't on this i don't think I don't know. I mean, I'd watch this again. That's another thing about it. I wouldn't mind it again. I mean, if somebody came over and they're like, hey, you got any good kind of creepy movie? I'd be like, I, I would think. I well, would recommend know. it to people I and, and show it to them, yeah. And my second um, one is uh, when I thought I would throw some evil kids in there. <laughs> and this one's a real controversial movie, and it, it's very good in my opinion, and probably overlooked by a lot of people. I bet a lot of people didn't see it because it's independent. I bet a lot of people have never heard of it. And it's called Elephant, and it's, uh, is it Gus Van Sant? Mm-hmm. Or is it Lars von Trier? One of those two. Lars von Sant, I believe. <laughs> right. And it's a... You know, I, I think I've mentioned it once before, but it's about a high school shooting. Mm-hmm. And it's pulled off in, like, a documentary style, the whole thing. In a way that I don't care how many horror movies you see, it's creepier yeah. than anything you can see that's fabricated it's total scariness. fly on the wall in fact there wasn't much of a script it was it's not a documentary or anything improvised it's, it's a it's a delicate watching things unfold and it gives you the creeps and you could say there's some evil kids yeah or mixed up kids at that anyway elephant I highly recommend it and I can tell you a lot of people that won't have seen that one because it no definitely not came and went you know and mine are um, because I was trying to think of something where a family or a couple seemed right together, and then some like crazy shit happens to them, and Poltergeist, which I did not even put on my Halloween list. Uh-huh. I, I, uh, how could I not? Like crawling piece of meat, still was one. I, yeah, it, it was one of mind. the most influential movies of my youth I can even think of, and for some reason it didn't occur to me. But in terms of like, here's a family, here's kind of their interaction, and yeah, it was a little bit. Uh, 80s version of a fan but it's still always when I think about it still fits you know they they seem right together and all that and yet this stuff all comes upon them as a family here's some trivia for you do you know who directed Poltergeist? off the top of my head it was uh, directed by Toby Hooper oh right who is the director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the original one right it's like I would never put them together like I always thought it was Steven Spielberg or something seriously Poltergeist I thought it was George Lucas or Steven Spielberg. I've always thought that hmm. that was directed by one of those two. I'm sure they were involved in some way. <laughs> no, I think they were. I think Spielberg... It, it was. I, I almost think that they sold it off the back of Spielberg at the time. Don't know. Yeah, it was in interviews. I only ever saw... I started watching it on HBO and then watched it on videotape countless times. He must have produced times. or something. But no, it was Toby Hooper who's the Texas Chainsaw guy, which is pretty cool. Why wouldn't you associate that? I mean, why wouldn't you... I, I always thought it was things? no. I just totally always thought it was a Stephen Bates. Did Stephen you realize Beale. that this guy who did Schindler's List also did Jaws? Can you believe it? They're totally different. <laughs> you would never expect that. I'm just making fun of you. And my other one is because, like a hidden danger in a person who, beyond the surface of what they show you, is really a nasty piece of work, is Training Day, because I think that's one of those that. You're making a face like you don't know what I'm talking about. I was just thinking you did training day the other week. Is what you? No, were I haven't. Oh, oh, yes, you have. Not the other day. I did not. Oh, yes, you have. Go back and you tell me. And if it was like 
30 episodes ago. That is not the other day. I'd say between three and five. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But anyway, if you like it that much, if recommend you, it twice. If you, you <laughs> want to unpro- anyone want to prove him wrong before I do, feel free to send him a tweet. It's a good, it's a good movie, though. Yeah. It's good and intense and that facade thing of, you know, here's the person what we think and then behind the face is something else. So that's my recommendation. Poltergeist, Training Day, Seven, and Elephant. Quite All a four of those, eh? So um, moving on to games and Ace stuff. All right, so I've been playing a few games this week, so I will go through them quickly. First one being Band Hero, which is very strange release for me because it's like Guitar Hero 5 came out a few weeks ago. And now there's another hero game. Oh, and DJ Hero. And then there's another hero. <laughs> so Band Hero is like... Okay, it's really hard to explain. It's pop music, old rock and roll, and country music in a Guitar Hero game. Why is that weird? I don't understand. Why not put everything together? Well, why not just have one brand and put everything together? What do you mean? Why, do you, why does it have to be Guitar Hero... DJ Hero, Band Hero. When they're essentially all, all could be... Because if you called it Guitar Hero, and then you said, but you're going to be a DJ with a mixing board thing, that doesn't make sense. Mm. Guitar Hero doesn't make sense to me anyway with other instruments. I thought that was Well, it started crazy. off as Guitar Hero. The brand got popular. Then they added other instruments and didn't want to call it anything else, right? Be- and that didn't make sense. So me. now they call it Band Hero, which that is not Guitar sense. Hero. Because Guitar Hero still exists also. But anyway, it's like censored versions of songs that are absolutely annoying. That is annoying. Um, like any song that has a reference to tobacco, alcohol, or swearing. The one that you gave me, absolutely insane. The, what's the name of it? American Pie. American Pie. Don McLean. You know, uh, by, uh, the boys, what's the line? Bye bye, Mr. Mary. No, the, uh, Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Good old boys drinking whiskey and rye. And they blank out whiskey. So it goes like, good old boys drinking and rye. Oh my god, that's so crazy. <laughs> and, like, and he sings that, a lo- you know, because that's repeated yeah, a lot. That's and it's the a real, And it's also a long song, nearly ten minutes long. So by the time you're at the end of it, you've heard so many blank spots. That is crazy. Now the thing is, if you sing the word whiskey through the microphone, because it's not included in the chart, you'd lose points. Right. So you have to sing it in the censored way. It's funny, though, that I'm defending singing the word whiskey and for kids singing the word whiskey. I'm not advocating kids drinking. I'm not saying that in every song that you should... No, but if we're going to go that far, then every single... If that is on the radio, the word whiskey would be included, right? Yes. I don't think it's ever been blanked out. Yeah, I mean, come on. Then again, you could argue, well, then fine, let any word, and then we don't want... Every word being available to everybody. So I guess, you know, it's a fine line. And you know about censorship in songs, and this is really cool. DJ Hero. There's a lot of rap songs on there that obviously have swearing in them, because a lot of rap does, you know, um, 50 Cent and stuff. They actually made you the censor, and I thought that was really cool, because you're mixing between two records, yeah? So if 50 Cent's about to say something rude, they flick the crossfader to the other record. So they'll play a bit from the other record instead of bleeping him out. Oh, they don't make you this... You don't do it. It's done already. But, I mean, it's part of the... Right. They'll flick to the other record. So that doesn't seem wrong. So they did it well, but I guess you can't do it in just a straight-up singing song. You either blank it out or change the word. Changing the word would be better for me, though. I'd rather have something than a blank space. What would you say instead of whiskey? Cola. (laughs) (laughs) You could get Don McLean to sing the word cola (laughs) for you? Just somebody who sounds like him. Oh, that would be even oh, worse, Or somebody who doesn't sound like him, it goes Pepsi like... Pepsi. Like, make Pepsi ah, and I, and they can make some money. <laughs> Just somebody's different. Just speaking it. Pepsi. Pepsi, drinking Pepsi and rye. <laughs> <laughs> or you can press a button for any and choose different words. Choose what you want. Yeah. Orange juice and rye. Anyway, Band Hero, it's basically Guitar Hero with the whole band, but with poppier songs, because there's Taylor Swift and... Kung Fu fighting and gonna be Kung Fu fighting. So that's what that is. And then on the other side of the fence this week came out also Lego Rock Band, which is you know, the competing product rock band to, to Guitar Hero. Now Lego Rock Band is pretty much band hero, but for rock band. It's the same kind of songs. In fact, there's around about ten songs that are in both games. Mm. Which seems to happen every year. 
I don't know why that happens with all the songs you could choose from in the world. That ten or so songs. I think they to... should both have all the same songs. Then, if you're a Guitar Hero fan, then you buy them. And if you're a rock but band, if you're both, then you would be. But anyway, Lego Rock Band is the same. It's it's like Band Hero for like for Rock Band, except they've replaced everybody with Lego characters, so it makes it a little bit more kid friendly. It also they also introduced this super easy mode, which is for kids, where they only have to press a button. Right. They don't need to strum in time, so they can. That would be for me. Yeah, or like I'm not a kid, like but my friend says, you know, his little kids like to hold the guitar and stuff, but they can't do it. I can't do it. No, I mean I absolutely well, cannot do it. They can I find it. First of all, it's a little boring because I can't do it, so I lose all the time. And second of all, I just find it too much going on. If I just had to hit the one button, that'd be awesome. I will say I have a. For some reason, I have a. For being a gamer all these years, or whatever, or knowing music and doing a bit of DJing and stuff, these kind of games, I actually have a natural kind of, I can do it, do it. you know? Wow, congratulations. I mean, I think that's what it is. I think some people can and some people can't. It's something to do with, I don't know, DJ hero. I picked it up within two hours and I was doing it, like on Expert, so don't know what that is. Some people really just can't get the grasp of no. doing several things at once. That isn't true for me, it's just that that specific thing so that's Lego Rock Band which I actually had fun with and some I was thinking when they were coming out that I'm going to hate these because there's like all kinds of weird songs that I'm not going to like Right. and there were there were a lot of songs where I was playing and thinking please be over I want to move on to the next one but then the next one was actually something I like so they kind of had a good mix in there they had like Brian Adams Summer of 69 which I have thought should have been in a rock band game sure. forever because Brian Adams is you know it's a good song that yeah, yeah it's a classic in fact it's about playing the guitar at the beginning there um, and the other game I've been playing this week which I won't mention a lot of uh, is Forza 3 um, which I didn't play two weeks ago because um, other games kind of got in the way and I'm really having fun with it I think it's a great game you've seen more of that one than most of these it's a racing game um it's a simulation-style racing game, so it's not like arcade It's more like, this. these are our cars, these kind of cars drive. So it's slightly drier than something like Ridge Racer, where it's kind of action-packed. Fantasy racing. Yeah, it's more of a, here's a car, here's a track, win a race. Not like, go crazy and spin. and. Right. So, as far as that goes, it's the best one I've played so far in that kind of genre. Even better than Gran Turismo, which... Um, Obviously, isn't out. The new version isn't out yet, but it's better than the PS2 versions of that. Um, other game I've been playing on the Wii is um, I know next week's this week coming up tomorrow. In fact, is the biggest game of the year, Modern Warfare 2, which is Call of Duty Six. Well, they've done a Wii port of the last Call of Duty, which was well, not the last, the last but two, number four, Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare. They've ported it to the Wii. And if you think, oh, that sounds terrible, well, I put it on, expecting it to be rubbish. It's very similar to the Xbox 360 version, including the online, which is like, I was absolutely surprised. I flicked over to the online menu and I thought, well, this is going to be terrible. I'm going to have to enter friend codes if I right. want to play somebody. I pressed quick game. It put me in a game with See, that's, that's um, progress. five on each team. That's the maximum, 10 instead of 16 or whatever. But um, I went straight in a game. I played. It had the experience system, which is one of the things that I love about Call of Duty, where you rank up and you unlock all the weapons, and it makes the game super... Like, you want to keep going back to it every day to have a, have a few more games. Um, it actually plays just like the 360, and I have played... <laughs> I looked at my count timer on the 360. I've played three days and 12 hours overall. Which right. is a long time. That's a lot of matches. It's mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of matches. And the Wii version actually... It has the full single-player campaign, plus the multiplayer. Now, who says the Wii can't do decent games? Yeah. That's, it obviously can on the hands of the right people. Um, so, yeah, that's it's called Modern Warfare Reflex Edition. So, but really, it's Call of Duty 4, like a port. Um, but, yeah, I recommend it. And the other Wii game I've been playing is... Need for Speed Nitro. Now, what EA did this year is they made Need for Speed for the next generation consoles. And they made a real fancy 
next generation Need for Speed, which was really cool. Now, on the Wii, they decided to take it another direction because and play to the strengths of the Wii. And they made like a cartoon-like cel-shaded racer, which is totally different to the ones on the 360. And it's Wii controls. And it's also really cool. It's, it's like... Um, it's hard to explain. Do you remember that one we were playing on the Wii with the animals? Mm-hmm. Like cool racing games, really fast uh-huh. with the animals. It was kind of cartoony looking. It's kind of like that, but with a Need for Speed vibe. And when you're actually in the lead, because it's a cartoon looking game, even though the cars look really cool, when you're in the lead of the race, all the scenery, you customize your car with a graffiti. You can draw your own even with the Wii Remote. You know, write your own name or just do something cool on your car. Well, when you're in the lead, number one in the race, the whole scenery starts getting customized with your graffiti. Oh, right. So it, it it's just it's a cool effect. Something I've not seen before. I mean, it's just fantasy. Yeah. But it's I think it's a good way to do it. Like instead of trying to make it like the other yeah yeah games, try and make it like a good game. Because people fits. are going to compare it, so you might as well just do a different break one. out. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and. For somebody like me who plays a lot of different games, I'd rather have that than just a copy of that. Right, it's exactly. not as good, you know. So that's Need for Speed Nitro, whereas the Need for Speed on the 360 is called Need for Speed Shift. So they're two different games. And finally, it's mo- funny how you men gamers, you know, you remember every name of every franchise and every way to make points and all kinds of stuff in every game. But I'm pretty sure there are some wives out there who would go, "Oh, really?" You remember all that. Can't remember to give me some milk at the store or the day of my birthday, which what, you remember. What, but Exactly. What do I, what do I forget that's involving you? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, things I say. You know. Huh? Oh, I've told you that a few times. Right, I'm, I'm per- just saying. You compartmentalize, as you said before, what you choose to remember and learn and what you don't. Anyway, let me just... Uh, next, this week... Because <laughs> we're actually Monday, even though it feels like Sunday today. It does, yeah. Uh, this week, Modern Warfare 2 comes out tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, you can actually go and purchase it tonight at midnight. Because it's a midnight launch everywhere. Um, there's actually a limited edition Xbox 360. Which I have purchased. Correct. That comes with the game. Now, the 360 is a special 360 because it's customised in Modern Warfare 2. Nice. Um... It's a black 360, an elite, but it's customized. It's Custom. it looks military. Right. Let me just say that it's not a picture of a soldier. It's like numbers and sprayed on. You know, like a military. Yeah. Like they have paint sprayed on stuff with numbers and things. Anyway, it's customized uh, 360. It comes with the game and a controller. I'm gonna get that. That's my way of getting the game because I need a new 360. Um, but. You can also buy the game on its own. It comes in all these different configurations, and this is the funny thing about this game. You can go out tonight at midnight and buy it. fifty nine ninety nine for the normal version. I guess it's one of those, though, you will get your money's worth, probably. Totally. It's, yeah. it's a worthwhile game if you like shooting games. It's the, the shooting game of this year, for sure. I mean, there's no doubt. It's not Halo, it's this one, you know? Um, but it comes in this fifty nine ninety nine. It comes in a box. It's the game. It comes in the seventy nine ninety nine hardened edition, which it comes in a tin box, which are cool, and it comes with Call of Duty One, which has never been released on the three hundred and sixty in the box as a downloadable code, right? Which is kind of cool if you really like the whole franchise. And there's the hundred and fifty nine ninety nine. Holy crap! Prestige edition. That comes with... The Prestige. That was the name of that movie. Correct. The Prestige edition is really interesting because it comes with a full-size sculptured head (laughs) and some real real night vision goggles. You know, that you strap on your head. I thought they were cheap, crappy ones somebody was talking about. No, they're not, actually. I've seen them yesterday on a... they're, They're not... $10,000 um, right so they're not real real they like you see in the dark for real I mean they are night vision goggles Uh, from what I could gather they were if you wanted to buy them before this game they're about $300 but they're a they're a pair of night vision goggles that work right you can put them on and go and stalk your neighbours at night and stuff nice Um, 
But there are, it's 159. But anyway, if you don't use the goggles, they fit on this sculptured life-size head and you can put them in your gaming lair or whatever, you know. It, that's really Gaming what lair. Yeah. You paint a picture. You know, because... <laughs> do you remember when Halo came out and they had a prestige... Well, they had a legendary edition and that came with the Master Chief's helmet, like a yeah. full-size... You know, it's just that kind of deal. But um, basically, it's a way for them to get more money out of you for something that you don't really need. Or Correct. Want. But anyway, I'm going with the normal edition. Often, you know, a little bit like buying a, an Xbox that's painted up to match a game. Not yeah. really necessary. No, but, but yeah. cool if it's the same price. you got to keep enough Xboxes for when they red ring, red ring, red ring. So you always got one on hand. Correct. <laughs> I actually have three. Yep. But I thought this was a good opportunity to buy another. I was going to uh, get another... Get that game anyway. And the game came bundled with the console. And there was a bit of a discount there. So. Yeah. Um... So can't have too many Xboxes. Can't have too many Xbox controllers either. I had to buy a new controller. True. <laughs> I keep breaking the controller. Not only that, we have the original Xbox in the bedroom. Yeah. See, um, the Xbox 360 controllers, I use them. It's not that I break them. I use them so much they wear out. Uh, they physically wear out. They won't work. Uh, well, not that they won't work anymore. The sticks get the springs in the sticks get so beat up. Uh, my character just spins around in a circle, yeah. and he won't stay won't stay where he stood. So I had to buy another one. Anyway, less of the <laughs> crappy Microsoft. I don't know what you call it. It's Cra- not crappy. You use them. You I guess it's it. just because I use it a lot. But yeah. I won't say that for the Red Rings. No, that's just shoddy. Anyway, um, what, what's your stuff? That's it for games. Well, uh, what was my stuff? Why are we doing this on Monday? Because Saturday was my birthday, and yesterday my mother was in town. Thank you. It was perfect. It was lovely. Spent the day with my mother and nephew. We went out to dinner. Then I came home. We did some other stuff. Then I came home. Spent the evening with you. It was beautiful. I took the night off so that I could spend the time with everybody. It was well worth it. And then Sunday, did it again. Spent the day with my mom and my nephew. Evening with you. We've been old people, though. We've been going to bed like at 9.30 at night. Woo-wee. Probably won't tonight because we got up later. We got up at about 11. It's just, it's just when you screw your sleep around, it just ruins you. Mm-hmm. And our sleep is normally all day and up all night. So so that was my birthday, and I got a fantastic present. I got a webcam, which you would think after being on the internet for, what, 13 years now, I would have had one. I've never had one. No, but you have mentioned it. I have mentioned it, and I love it. I was playing with it just like any other person who gets the first webcam, taking funny pictures of myself, looking at myself for hours on end. How do I look from different angles? And when you do this, like, um, you've been doing this mini review Mm -hmm. on YouTube this week, you can use your webcam, and the people out there can see what it's like. Correct. I can. I will. Make it really easy for you. Correct. That'll be very exciting. And uh, what's for dinner tonight? We're having leftover lasagna from yesterday, which is delicious and wonderful. And particularly good the next day, I think. I mean, yeah. you got to admit. Yeah. It's better. And uh, some pumpkin pie I made, which you don't like, but that's too bad. That's it. I don't really have a lot to Can say. Can we mention Weight Watchers cookies? Cookies? I mean, Weight Watchers cakes. Yeah. Mention the what happened. With oh well, we've been buying these Weight Watchers little cake things. Normally the chocolate version, and one day I bought the sponge cake version. We opened them up. All three of us ate them. You two ate the whole thing. I ate one bite of mine, and it just smelled funny and tasted nasty. He never did anything. I didn't have any. No, it didn't do anything to us. So I actually called the manufacturer because I was like, we ate this. Is I mean, it was really na- it was really chemical smelling color. At, so at some point, I'm talking to the food. Ma- it's not Weight Watchers who makes them. It's some food company. She's like, "Oh yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> if they're outdated, um, they'll just they'll they Taste get a the chemical reaction." And I was like, "Oh really? Okay." And she goes, "Well, really sorry about that, but the store is supposed to be responsible for putting the expiration date." Which on boggles it. my mind. Boggles both our minds. Why would the store be responsible for do. that? Yeah, why lay it on them? Yeah, do they get to pick and choose then? So anyway, um, went to the store, told them about it. Of course, they offered to give me a free box. I'm like, no, I don't want any more. And then, of course, the food company sends me coupons for like four free boxes, which we'll use. We'll get the free cookies. chocolate. The chocolate one. I like the cookies a lot at the moment. Oh, do you? Well, they're fine. Mm. I'll get the cookies. But they're good. It's a good product. It's just that. And they were, they were really nice about it and really accommodating and had no problem. And they answer the phone. It's not like, you know, get an automated system or anything. It was just that cavalier like, oh, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> you can eat them. Yeah. Well, she didn't say that. She just said it will I taste had a, and stuff I had, I had a bite. And I thought, and 
I was sat here at my computer and you gave it me. I ate a bite. It tasted a bit chemically and I thought... Like so It kind of tastes like the wrapper. Like mm. the wrapper. Like, uh, and Plastic. Then I thought, and then a bit the next and it, they're kind of like a Twinkie but a Weight Watchers one with cream in the middle. And then once the cream had got in my mouth, that's what I said to you, it kind of took that... Because the cream was fine, it seemed. The cream <laughs> must be like nuclear or something <laughs> exactly and then it kind of and then I just got used to it and I had the, the thing it was all, they're not very big anyway are they they're like no. a Twinkie smaller so I had the whole thing and then you came in and said Do your, did your cake taste funny and I said funnily enough both it of did, you but said, I finished it yeah both of you ate the whole I'm like men will just eat any old shit I was like ugh how could you eat it I just didn't expect it to be shit old shit which it probably was like it it could have been two months old for all we know. And now fact, when, I go to, to you, when I go to the store, they don't even carry that one. And she said to you, it might taste a bit funny and have a bit of mold. It could have the letter. I said, could you please write this up in the letter? And she sent me the letter and it said it could manifest itself in uh, a chemical reaction, a chemical taste, and a mold. But what I said to you, the funniest thing about the whole letter is there was no concern in any... Like, <laughs> did it make you sick it, or No anything? concern. It was just like... Yes, that's what happens. Here's some more. <laughs> Have some more. <laughs> Have some more. Yeah. On us. There was no concern. There and was our no. question really is... Now, the letter said, actually, two weeks on that cake from the manufacturing time mm-hmm. is their expiration date. Now, that's pretty bizarre, considering the expiration date of many things is like a year in advance or something. And I say it could take a week for it to get to the store, so then there's not much time left. Right, then I said they just probably didn't get it done, and there wasn't an expiration date on the box because I'd never think of that kind of thing. So that was that. Yeah. The cake store. So watch it when you're eating Weight Watchers cakes. In fact, Don't turn people off of it, though. I mean, you're making it sound like they should never buy it. That's not fair. No, I'm... Not saying, well, I'm not saying that because I, I just said date. to you, I'll still eat them, yeah. Check the And date. if there's no date on the box, don't buy don't it. Don't buy it and take it to the customer service desk. Yeah, because somebody else will eat the chemically cake Correct. if you don't. So, um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank I just want to remind you about the websites, ascully.com and sitar.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and Sid Talks YouTube mini reviews. I think that's the official word because it says it there. Yeah. YouTube mini reviews, which you will do with a webcam this week and you'll be able to see the webcam version. You can pick up this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the uh, iTunes Music Store, or the RSS feed. Just go to acecully.com, click on podcast. At the top, all your podcast subscription things are there. You can email feedback to me at acecully.com. And don't email Sid Talk. Um, I'll send you a rotten cake. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say um, stay classy. And uh, the other thing I was going to say is stay classy and... Mm. Oh. If you've got leaves in the garden. <laughs> I'll, I'll say garden specifically. If you've got leaves in the garden, go and pick them all up. Y- yard for Americans. Lawn. Uh, because we spent the entire afternoon yesterday. <laughs> Getting rid of our leaves. Getting rid of leaves. Massive amount In of leaves. In the most unorthodox manner possible. We did. We just shoved them all back onto the backyard and mowed over. <laughs> At 8 o'clock in the morning. Yes, it was. It was before 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> People probably thought, oh my god. That's um, And I'm going to say, think for yourself, because if you don't do it, somebody's going to do it for you. <laughs>